craft beer of choice of mine, I would have to say an IPA. So I would have to say now, I'm kind of like on Luke Combs, but growing up, it was Young Jeezy. Fuck Gucci. Go-to dish is anything that grandma or mama cooks. And you know, now that I live by myself as a bachelor, anything that anybody else cooks. The podcast you love to love is back with another episode. You know who I am. I'm old head ed, host of this thing. I'm the guy that try to keep this thing on the rails, make sure it doesn't go off the rails. And I do a and I do a horrible job at it because it should be going off track sometimes. But that's fine with me because those are some of the best episodes. In order to have a good episode, we have to have good, if not great, guests. So here we are. Recording in the house of Sosa, and I got the whole Sosa clan with me. Damn right, you do. Y'all know what's up. Let me uh, real quick. I hit it off with you know what I'm saying the young Sosa, the home brewer extraordinaire. All right, uh, we're, we're that's gonna... me. <laughs> He's the home brew drinking extraordinaire. Yes, that's Fern Biz. Yes, that's Big Fern, Papa Fern, Fernando. Yeah, yeah. In the house. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we got Josh Sosa, yeah, definitely uh, in the house. The one that's uh, that's gonna put me on. He's gonna actually help me through my home brewing journey. We're gonna make this happen. He's and, gonna learn through my aches and pains. Yes, and definitely aches and pains, cause I wake up every morning at this age and I feel aches and pains. I'm 26 and I go through the same thing. Ed. That's not good. But last but not least, I, I I can't go without saying we got the third Sosa in the house, DJ. Sosa sensation. What up, what right. up? You gotta say that with a little flavor. Sensacion. Oh, I gotta, I gotta put the F in there. Yeah, well, you can say it however you want. Sosa sensacion. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yo, hey, uh, it's a pleasure of mine to sit down. I mean, this is like, this is friends and family episode. I, you know, I interview people and there's people that I meet for the first time. There's people that other people put me on to. And then there's these episodes where it's like friends and family. It's not, you, y'all are friends that are practically family. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, I know that there's, there's, there's an elephant in the room right now. Tequila? This, this shot of tequila. It's yeah! It's, it's looking at us We're right in the face. starting off this episode right. Yes, so before we get any more conversation happening, let's get this tequila shot down. Let's do yeah, it. Baby. It's Yo. a palate cleanser. Come it's on, a palate. It's a palate cleanser. Palate. Yo, salute to salute. my people. Cheers, fam. Be good. Yeah, that was real. That moment of silence came by way of Don Julio. What are we drinking? Don Julio. Don Julio. Okay. Uh, Woo! Fern, okay, Fern is affirmative, affirmative here. You're hearing it? You're feeling it? Yep. Ryan, how yep. was you feeling after it's that? It's warming up. It's warming, it's warming up. up. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Um, the Sosa clan. 
What, what more can I say? But what we can talk, what we're gonna do here is talk, talk brewing. Um, That's right. Josh has some experience with home brewing, um, and we're bringing it back. It's been a while since you yes, did it, right, Josh? It has. It has been a while, but you know what? I feel like now is the time. You know, your boy's been preoccupied, but I felt it in my heart. It never goes away. I will tell you though, one of the ones that he's made that was the best was the pumpkin. But that was spice fun. has to come back. And a lot of people lead you astray and say you need it in Halloween, but in reality we don't have fall. You know what that is a fall that. that is a fall kind of beer. Not really. It, it is though. It is but think about it. You expect it in the fall. Right. But then we're in the summer and all of a sudden he comes out and it's like ba bang. What is it? I mean It's pumpkin. In June. Okay, all right. What? I can see it. That's the one thing I can say about living in South Florida, spending a lot of time in South Florida. If you wait around for a fall season, it never gonna move, happen. It's not You'll gonna die. happen. So it makes sense to drop that pumpkin beer whenever it's Absolutely. ready. Whenever but, it feels right. What was the first? How did you decide to get into home brewing? You know, I had just kind of like started getting into craft beer, and I kind of felt like this urge that rather than paying fifteen dollars for a craft beer, maybe I could brew some myself. Okay. So I started off with the basicest of basic brew kits, and from there I just expanded on that. I had my uh, brewmaster apprentice, Mr. Ryan Sosa, my yes, brother sir. that has my back through thick and thin. Yes, sir. Yeah. And we started off with an American wheat beer. And from there, we just continue to build and build. And I'm not going to sit here and try to front like a um, brewmaster or anything like that, but it started off with the recipe kits, and then from there I went on, you know, kind of tinkering and playing with certain brew kits and the certain ones that I liked. But, you know... They weren't looking, all great. They weren't all great. They weren't all great. Know, growing yeah. pains. It's trial and error. Yeah, you know. However, they were all drinkable. Yeah, they were. Okay. Because we, yeah. we don't have alcohol abuse in this family. Got you. And you're a part of this family, old head. <laughs> hey, yo. So there was no casualties. No. Everybody who tried one, despite the fact whether it was good or bad, they made a return. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you you saw them a couple days later. I think it was more for the, the free beer than oh, the taste. Yeah. Yeah, but got got nonetheless, it. they were there. It's hard to argue with free. Absolutely. Free, 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 free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's excellent. That's excellent. So... To you, what was the? I mean, I, it's it's a tedious task. Like break down brewing from from the beginning to the end. So first things first, you start off with your brew kit. You have to make your wort, which all begins with the process. You know, you start off with your malt. You start off with your barley. You have to put hops depending yeah. on the beer. Some are more hoppy than others. For okay. instance, the one that we're going to be brewing on Tuesday. Yes. Come to find out, it's going to fall on a Tuesday, but we turn up every day of the week, so it doesn't Sick. matter, guys. So that one's going to take about seven different hops from Cascade to... Is there a Citra in there? Is like there a is mosaic? A citra. Which there's one a, are you brewing? And there's a mosaic, the what West you Coast style We're doing a West Coast. IPA. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. that has been my go-to because I found that a lot of people that don't like IPAs, which I personally am a fan of IPAs, that yeah. I found that that's the beer that can kind of turn them out. It's a sense. good entry-level IPA. It is because it's not too bitter. You know, it's not too bitter, it's but palatable. it's also, I, I, you know, I've noticed, and it's kind of like an inside joke that I call it like the sonrisa beer, like, you know, because as soon as you sip it, <laughs> you get a smile on your face. Yeah. But that's and the love and care that goes into brewing. I agree, more than anything. Yeah. The love and care, and we take the time to aerate the wort, you yeah. know, things that you feel is negligible or that you won't find out, but I've learned, like I said earlier, through growing pains, yeah. that those little things make a big difference. Yeah. And it's very sanitary. You know, we, we have to make sure to sanitize all of our equipment. And on top of that, we have a reason to drink an insane amount of beer because we need beer to bottle. I'm not going to buy empty bottles. I mean, what's the point of that? No, you buy them full. 
drink them down, exactly. and secure them yeah. for the purpose of filling them again. And essentially, I'm giving them a second life. Exactly. So really, I'm doing it, it a favor. That's the best form and of... And filling it with something better than it originally came with. You're recycling. Exactly. Yo, exactly. You're helping our earth. Yeah. Yeah. See, so see, like, Fern knows what he's yeah, doing. I don't exactly. have children, but you know Eddie does, and really I'm looking out for his kids without even thinking yeah. about it. So it's like a higher calling, essentially. Saving the dolphins, yes. you know, all that, yeah. all of them, everybody, yeah. everybody gets saved in one swoop. Exactly. If those dolphins can drink homebrew, they come right over here to Casa Sosa. Yeah, they, they would win a championship. So usually this beer that we're gonna brew on Tuesday, you know, I've kind of found my my sweet zone. Let's see if I can get back into it. Where it comes out to about nine point one percent, but it doesn't hit you like a nine point one. It's a heavy hitter. It like goes down smooth, but it doesn't hit you like that. Got you. It doesn't hit so, you like so that. So it's potent. It's there, yeah. but you won't tell off the rip that no. it's a nine point one percent. No, well, the no, thing sir. is that you take a sip, and there's so much complex things going on with the different hops and shit like that, where you kind of feel that you have to go back for a second sip, and before you know it, your beer is empty. Mm. So that second sip becomes I'm, a third, and you're still trying to decode the flavors. Yeah. You know? To this I mean, day, I'm trying to decode them. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because. My IPA, and, and the listeners know that my IPA history has always been the reason why I stray away from it is because it's not something, the bitter ones, you drink them and it doesn't, as, as far as me, yeah, my taste, it, it, I'll drink, I'll take a sip of one and it just lingers with you, that bitterness, so long yeah. that it doesn't, I don't look forward to taking another sip. Right. Well, I'm hoping that I can convert that because that's one thing that I can honestly vouch for with this beer because I've brewed it three times already for a reason. Okay. Because I get that same kind of, you know, hesitation from a lot of people that are avid craft yeah. beer drinkers. It's one thing if you only drink, like, you know, domestic beers and mm. all your general beers that sell. Yeah, the usual suspects. But that's right. one thing, the main complaint that I hear from multiple people, and when they sip this beer... They're kind of shocked at that fact that mm. it goes down smoothly. Yeah, you don't have that aftertaste that lingers mm-hmm. because a beer might not be bitter at your first sip, but as it lingers, yeah. it starts to get more bitter. Yeah, that metallic taste. Yes. you know. Yeah, I love IPAs. So that is the one thing. When I was living in Rhode Island, shout to Providence. <laughs> Yay, Providence! Shout out baby. to Providence, baby. Cumberland. What's up, Cumberland? Um, but I started getting hooked on IPAs and I was doing a lot of Sam Adams. Remember we used to go to whenever they would come on visit, we would go to the station Union Station. Union pub. But at that station. point I was unable to yeah. drink. Yeah, you were too But I would young. sneak a sip every now and again. <laughs> okay. And and that's how I got hooked on IPAs. Okay. And I love them. But some of them can be kinda heavy. So you gotta find the right Mixture. Yeah. You got it right. Gotcha. You got to find the right one for you. Have you tried the uh, the sonrisa? I have. And, and what and what was your takeaway? Loved it. Okay. Loved it. I'm as a, as an IPA fan, I you felt like it did it, it. it did the it did that style yep. justice. Absolutely, it did. Eddie, just a little fun fact: IPAs have a, a, a scale essentially called IBUs, which the is Inter- international bitterness, bitterness, bitterness unit. Units. Yes. So this one is on the lower side. Okay. However, it does have a bit of bitterness to it, but not enough to cause you to like you know be hesitant uh, mm. about drinking it or anything okay. like that. Because like I said, it's not one that lingers. Because gotcha. bitterness isn't anything that you should be afraid of or anything that should stray you away from trying a beer. Yeah. It's that lingering fact. So if it's not brewed correctly, it will continue to linger. 
However, mm. if it is brewed correctly, you will get that bitterness at first, but then after that, you'll taste the citrus, yeah. gotcha. which comes with the mosaic. Gotcha. You'll taste the um, the floral aspect that comes with the cascade hops. So okay. all of those kind of create a perfect storm, in a sense. Okay. And not in a bad way. And not with George Clooney in it way. either. No, well, no, no. wait, Marky, that was Mark Wahlberg and, and George, George Clooney. Clooney. Oh, he was in there? in there. And John C. Riley. And, and John C. Riley, the unsung hero. If you were overboard, I would save you unless I had an IPA in my hand because I'd have to finish that first and then come for you. Hey, fuck you then. You depending, on how, depending on how cold the water is, you could still save him. <laughs> yeah. I felt you know? as if my dad would be proud, like, that's my son. I raised him correctly. <laughs> yes. Now, when it comes to my own survival, but wow. how cold is the theoretical water, you know? How cold is it? <laughs> how cold is the beer? That's also your... important. <laughs> well, I mean, if the water's cold, therefore the, the, the beer, beer will cold. be cold in, in, uh, in return because, yeah. you know, ambient temperature. Because, you know, if that water is not below freezing, you got a few minutes. At, Easy. Yeah, at the least. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. We've all seen the that. Titanic. <laughs> but I, look, I, do, I do look forward to uh, my boy Eddie finally trying this brew because I did talk a lot about this beer so I feel like I have a lot to live up to and yeah, it's been do. a little while since I brewed a beer I would say at least three years now wow. how long is it going to take wow. from the time it's you gonna brew it it's going to take six weeks oh, it's going to take six weeks. weeks however optimistically yeah however yeah. I'm going to get about 50 to 55 beers out of that batch nice so that's not something that you're going to binge drink no. you know okay. that's okay. something that you're going to enjoy and the odd thing about home brews is that they get better as they sit in the bottle, the yeah. The so as you brew a beer, you have primary fermentation. Okay. After you pitch the yeast, it's when it goes from wort to actual alcohol. Yeah. Due to scientific facts and, mm-hmm. and stuff as that, but I don't <laughs> want to get into that. Please don't. And then you go into your secondary fermentation. Okay. So you have to siphon your beer, go into a secondary fermentation, mm-hmm. leave all the dead yeast cells and such in the in the uh, previous uh, brewing. <laughs> What's container. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to say container. I wanted to say thingy majig. But vessel. Exactly. Can we go vessel? Vessel, vessel. vessel sounds yep. good, right? Then vessel. you go into the bottling aspect. And this whole time, every time that you're doing one of these steps, boy. every time you're doing one of these steps, you're drinking. So it's almost a reward. Yeah. Got you. But you're drinking what? The same beer? Well, no. when I used to do it, I don't know if you remember, when I used to do it right, I actually bought three different containers. So as I had one that was ready, I had another one brewing. Yeah, you go staggering them out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All I remember from the time you were doing that stuff, <laughs> it's coming to the house and sitting there and bottling these fucking yeah. things. And capping it. It's out. also a family well, affair, you know. Exactly. Everybody gets it's in on the bonding. Phone. It was yeah. a bonding so moment, it, father and son. At yeah. first, it was fun, but I realized like how much joy everybody else gets out of it. Because mm. to be honest, was it's it fun. Though, or was it because you didn't really want to do the work and you wanted somebody else? Listen, to do it? I was there being the you foreman. Know? I don't think we got to expose anybody on this podcast. <laughs> I agree. I agree. This is hey, not the podcast. Hey, so keep it real. We're where I was going real. with this, we got the sidetrack. But where I was going with this to hone it in is when you actually bottle it. Then yeah. it has to sit another two weeks. Conditioning is what they call it. It has okay. to get carbonation, gotcha. so on and so forth. But the longer that it sits in the bottle, the better the flavor gets. Gotcha. The better the flavor gets. So, yeah. for instance, if you get one of these mainstream beers, let's say Hop Gun, anything from Funky Buddha, not to knock them, they're amazing beers. I love but them. But it's not the traditional aspect as a home brew. Right. 
got where it yeah. gets better. When you bottle, let's say uh, a funky Buddha brew yeah. or something like that, that's the flavor. Yeah, that's it's it. Not gonna change. They, they pack I it with nitrogen and it keeps it like that. That was gonna sit. That that I had just finished bottling and it was ready that day, two weeks in, yeah. and gave you one that had sat for six weeks after that. Not the the process that it takes to brew it and for it to be ready six weeks after it's put been put in the bottle and ready to drink. So that's called the conditioning period. Yeah. You can taste the difference. Oh, yeah. Because okay. the flavor of the hops and all that... Continues really, to develop. Yeah. ...really gets, like, profound at that point and really gets pronounced where you can kind of tell gotcha. those things. Yeah. And as you go brewing them, you can tell the difference. Because a lot of these recipes call for the same hops and stuff like that. But, for instance, the pumpkin spice. Yeah. I would make my own play on it where I would get pumpkin out of a can... Bake it in the oven to caramelize it. Okay. Put it in a, a little, like a cheese cloth. Yeah. Okay. And I would stew it on the side of the pot where it's not actually getting mixed into the brew, but it's getting that flavor yeah. of the pumpkin in there. It's like a wow. tea bag, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's exactly oh, yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tea bag can have so many different meanings. Well, though. I'm talking about a literal tea bag. <laughs> you know? Yes, am I? No. <laughs> Yeah, this is Sorry. A family <laughs> friendly podcast. My here. mind just goes there. Rightfully <laughs> so. And the funny thing is that you're describing it as a tea bag, and that's the, the one beer that, that Fernando enjoyed the most. Yes. <laughs> so I think that says you know? it so. And I just remembered the actual technical term for it is called steeping. Steeping, steeping yes. Yeah. Like you a steep tea. a tea. Like, yeah, exactly. Like a tea. Thank yeah. you. So I did read a lot of forums and stuff. I was on these forums, and a lot of people would put it in the bag to steep it. But I yeah. realized from you know cooking and seeing my mother cooking stuff that whenever yeah. you bake something in the oven, that you essentially caramelize it, yeah, and the flavor comes out at that point. I'm, I'm, I, I I don't mean to cut you off. Not a cut off at all. But you said three things in a row that I realized I got to make a notation and we got to talk about. Which was. Your mom, cooking, and caramelizing. Okay. We're going to get to that in the eats portion. But before we get to that... The night is young. Exactly. We still got brews. We still got beats to talk. We got all the cups in front of us. We got the brews over there in the, the beautiful fridge that has a drawer specifically for cold drinks, which is 33 degrees, which many of you may not know, but 32 is freezing point, so that's one degree just above freezing. freezing. Yes. Yeah. What's boiling point then, Fernando? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 212 degrees Fahrenheit, 100 Fine. degrees Celsius. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan has stepped say. in. He has many hats. He is the technical guru. <laughs> he is the DJ master. Yes, sir. Josh, I know you don't fuck with social media, so there's no point in trying to give people the social medias. Um, I, I, I know chat snap. I know all these things. <laughs> Snapchat? Eso mismo. Listen, you know, I wear many hats. I wear many hats. And he's wearing one right now. My people, y'all stay tuned. It's only going to get better from here. We've already had a shot to set things off. And we're yes, ready for number two. No, now we got some brews to taste. We're going to have a little intermission. You can't yes. really pour up these brewskis. The palate has been cleansed. Yes. The brewskis are going to be poured up. Bruce Beats needs the podcast. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all know what it is. Let's get it. Little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, big beer, little beer, 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 beer. Bruce Beats and East the podcast. 
We have arrived. We are. We are in the Casa de Sosa. Yes. And we have arrived at the bruised portion of the podcast. La Casa de Baby Sosa. Exactly. Um, you got to, we got to hear a little bit about the home brewing history of the Sosa clan. All right. Which I have three members of here. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Two generations. This is the portion of the podcast where most guests in, well, most guests enjoy this part because they get to sample beers. Um, whether they like them or not, I don't know. That's different. My dad's already sipped this about 13 times. Ultimately, we're gonna get the firm. We're gonna get the firm. We already like, know. I'm like salivating over here. He's giddy. He's he keeps talking. Yeah, like what? It talking is a podcast. A podcast? How dare you? Talk. When are we gonna get to taste it? Oh, uh, you've already tasted That's it. That's what she said. <laughs> all right, so y'all know the rules for all of those who've been tuned in for a minute. Y'all know the rules, the bruise portion. We pour up four beers for our guests, in this case, guests to taste. And uh, and then they give us their opinions. We'll also get into early beer memories, the first time they had a beer. That's going to be a little tricky because there's a father involved in here. But anyway, we'll, first figure, with him, so. we'll, we'll burn the bridge when we get to it. So, b- without a further ado, Josh, let's get into this first beer. Let's do it. Oh, there's a lot of cheering going on. Cheering, I like that. Yeah, let's do it. Try that one out. Coco Tasso. So, while My you guys... gave me plenty of those as a child. So, while you guys are drinking, I'm supposed to tell oh. the people what it is that we're drinking. That first beer we sampled is from the Beat Culture Brewery. Hmm. It's their Coco Tasso. It's a fruit beer. It comes in at a 5% and is brewed right here in Florida. Okay. Absolutely wow. fantastic. Love it. Love the flavor. Love the aftertaste. Love the way it goes down. Love it. This is one that I would buy. Okay, Fern's already in. Josh, where you at? Okay, so I'm not a big fan of coconut. However, I will say that the beer did go down quite smooth. It, you know, it does have a slight aftertaste, but not in a negative aspect. But I personally, personally am not a fan of coconut. Okay. In any way, shape, or form. Got you. But, any, way, any way, shaved or formed? Yes. Whether it's shaved, whether you put the lime in the coconut and shake it all up, means nonetheless to me, I would definitely not purchase this beer. Okay. And not due to it being, you know, poorly brewed or anything along that those lines. It's just the, for the, the simple fact profile. that I don't like you're coconut. Not, However, like I do respect the brewers for being able to put in the subtle hints of coconut. But not making it overwhelming gotcha. with the coconut. Okay, respect. I feel like if you could add a little bit more hops in there to kind of balance that out, mm. it might be a, a little bit better, a little bit of citrus, because citrus does blend well with coconuts. Very okay. Citrus. Tropical aspect. Hence the pineapple in this Yes, one. exactly. Ryan, where are you at with it? Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree. This is a great brew. This took me, you know, the first uh-huh. sip, I was sitting poolside, little umbrella in the glass, very tropical. Which you is know? not typical for beers. No, no, not typical at all. This You're is definitely a summertime brew. Got definitely you. a summertime brew. Okay. Oh, this dope. is, you know, feeding the sand, drinking it nice and cold. You don't even get the coconut that much. It, like it's a lot more pineapple than it is coconut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I like it. I'm a fan. I feel more than anything though that knowing it was coconut, that your mind kind of plays tricks. See, but you, yes. So therefore, yeah, yeah. all I do is Maybe. taste coconut. Got Maybe. you. Got you. Got you. But let's talk. I mean, we got past the first beer and 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 just the rules of the podcast. The very few rules of this podcast is once you get that past that first beer, we actually talk about your first beer. 
thought it was like Fight Club. That the first rule is uh, there no, is no rules. No, no, that rule was already taken. Okay. And I, I couldn't. The first rule was don't talk about Fight Club. You just fucking broke the first rule. Oh, Thanks a lot, love. You brought it up. I yeah. did, but I strayed around it. Am did I going to have to referee this fight, or is that Fern's job? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, it's no holds it. bar. It's a cage I'm all for it. I say go. So, after the first beer, we get to hear the guests' early beer memories. Maybe the first time you had a beer. The first time you enjoyed one. I'll... Go ahead. I would like to pass it to my dad. Whoa, wait a minute. No, but we're going to get your story. I already got it loaded up, but I feel like my dad was ready. You want you, he read it firm. The thing wow. is, can you the, this? If this could be painted to you, it would be in black and white because I would just like to remind you that my dad is a little bit older. Little so there was older. no technical. A little bit wiser. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Hey, that's emphasis true, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fern, early beer memory. I was twelve, living in Cuba. It was carnival time. Okay. And I went with my cousin. And in Cuba, there was no such thing as you have to be like age requirements yeah. or whatever for yeah. you to drink. So we kept just drinking. My, my cousin was a couple of years older than me. And I will tell you, it was my first experience. I drank because I loved the taste of it. Loved the experience, but I got so sick. I was throwing up for days and days and days. But this is why I love beer now. Because it brings me back to that memory mm. of my childhood when I was 12. And I said, kids, don't drink until you're... 12. 21. 21. The opposite of 12. Yeah, yeah, there you if go. If you're dyslexic, then 12 exactly. is 21. Yeah. But also, on my dad's day, drinking age was 18. He actually got grandfathered. In Cuba, there was none. No, no over here in the United States. here in the U.S. A story that he told me that kind of stuck with me. I was. Okay. I was grandfather in, so everybody else had to be 21, but I had to be 18. So that was good. Do you remember what the first beer was at all? or do you... No idea. Okay. Right. If, if I told you, I back in those days in Cuba, it was a beer called Atuey, and they still make it to this day, but I remember that that was the beer. Mm. That, and now when I go back to Cuba, that's not the beer that I drink. Okay. But somehow that was the one that my cousin could give me, and I... Hatway, that's they do Malta now. Is that the same? Yeah, okay, it's okay. The got same, you, got yeah, you. the same one. Which is considered a, in Hispanic in Hispanic culture, a Malta is a cervecita. Yes, right. It's, it's a non-alcoholic right. beer, yeah, no, it's heavy is, on the malt. This is pre-Castro, pre-revolution. No, no, Castro was there. <laughs> Hello, I'm not that old. This was back before Cuba was even an island. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Josh Ryan, who wants to go next with their first? Uh... We'll go in order. I I remember. Uh, uh, first beer, you know, being super proud. 13 years old, I had just turned 13 actually in Costa Rica. Yeah. And I went out there for our second family vacation. The first was to Vegas, and that was more for the parents than it was for the family. Yeah. But yeah. I remember them giving me a beer and being so proud to drink my first beer. And after two sips, now, excuse me. All along, <laughs> he kept saying, when I become a teenager, all I want to do is drink a beer. So we were in Costa Rica for his birthday. The whole family went. We went out, bought Coronas. Yes. And it was like we were waiting. He was waiting for midnight to come the day before. 12 <laughs> o'clock came along. 
I went, I got the beers, we're all drinking the beers. Joshua gets a fucking bottle, has one sip, has the second sip, says, I don't like this, and went right to bed. <laughs> and now I have about 24 and go right to bed. So. <laughs> Not much has changed, no. but a lot has changed in the same aspect. No beer left behind. However, that is a very, very fond true. moment in my mind because I truly do believe that, you know, that a beer can be a, a great bonding experience, mm. even though it seems so simplistic it's and so social. cliche in the sense. Yeah. That and I feel like that's a big part of that plays on the fact that my parents kind of instilled that in me. Like you don't drink this to, you know, inebriate yourself or to do anything like that. It's for me. It's always been. A bonding experience. I do gotcha. get inebriated. Yeah. However, do it's not drink effect. underage, please. We're not yes. promoting yeah. that. No, we were in a foreign country, therefore yeah. it doesn't that was count. just that was just you know us Cubans are different. I, mean, I didn't say do, it. I didn't we say do it. drink when we're younger, but we do not promote drinking before you're 21. You right. gotta cope with the dictatorship somehow. Yes. Yes. you, <laughs> Ryan, that was good. Yeah, right. with, with, with that said, Ryan. Honestly, I hate to ruin this great train we have, but I don't remember my first beer. That means it was a good so, beer. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly was never a big fan of beers. No. I was always more a spirit drinker. Yeah. Okay. You know, I was more whiskey, tequila, vodka. Incredible Hulk. You went through yeah. the yeah. I did. I did go through a big Incredible Hulk phase. Why would you do that to yourself? I, I loved it. I was young at the time. I found this bar in Hialeah that would serve me when I was 16. And we drank lots of Incredible Hulks. The neighborhood gems. Yeah, Hialeah, the city of progress, to the day I die. La ciudad que progresa. But, uh, yeah, what no. does that say about me as a father? You My children, underage, drinking, out in bars. Well, and I, would have a cl- I wouldn't have a clue. Let's talk about progress. Let's progress into the second beer. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, the second beer what you're going to try. Next? It's going to be this Hefeweizen. So the second beer we're going to pour up here... Um, is sounds German. Yeah. From the, it is. Hefeweizen yes. is a German beer. Correct. What's it called? Overcast. It's uh, essentially a sister beer of Blonde. Puppy, what is that? Okay. His pineapple coconut. Got you. So the Crooked Can Brewery brings us this beer we're about to sample. It is their Cloud Chaser. Uh, once again, Josh is not a is not a social media fan. So and in social media, you'll find Cloud Chasers. But here we're chasing clouds. Who so, wants to chase clouds? Now, why does it say overcast wrangler? Because you're chasing clouds. Yeah, because you're the overcast okay. wrangler. All right, yes. got it. But who wants it's, to chase cloud? You need like a penicillin shot, and you know, if like you're gonna chase, good comes yeah, with that. yeah, no, and your arm will be sore for weeks. Oh, is that chlamydia? You know what? That consistency Whoa. of it is very good. Okay. It is foggy. It's a cloudy it beer. Is. You know, it's cloudy. It, you're it's chasing a cloudy the clouds, and it's a cloudy yes, beer. Yes, like it is. Pose a toast to gorgeous color. The yeah. color is very enticing. All right, with that. And what is that? Lager, IPA. What is that? It's a hefeweizen. Oh, that's a beer. Typically, yes. yes. Okay. And typically, there's a lot of bananas. Right. You could edit that part out. No, no, no. we're keeping everything. <laughs> I sound very illiterate. Okay, you know? that's good too. I would say incompetent more Shit. than illiterate. Am I the wrong person for this? Because I like every beer. <laughs> See, I'm not a fan of that one. You're, you're gonna, not. You're gonna See, have multiple. I loved it. Okay. I taste so, the banana. Dude. Before we get into it, before we get into it. All right, Crooked Can Brewery. Their Cloud Chaser. It's a hefeweizen. A 5.3%, so you won't get banged up, or at least too banged up. And it's brewed right here in Florida, Winter Woo! Garden, Orlando. 
okay. Central Florida Winter Garden. Yes. And um, all right, so so let's set it off. Fern was already talking about he was absolutely okay. Love, I love the consistency. I love the color. I the appearance was amazing. Okay, you look at it, it makes you want to drink it. Okay, and then once you do. No aftertaste. Mm. Tastes really good. You you're able to like your uh, palate. Your palate. Yes. You pick up on it. You do. You okay. do. It's really. I recommend it. It's yeah. very good. Very good. I'm gonna have to Love agree that. with the aspect of the no aftertaste. Okay. Which is a good thing in this. It goes down smooth. It's a lighter beer for sure. Mm -hmm. However, I don't think it's something that I could drink a 12 pack of. All right. But it is a good clean beer. I gotcha. do appreciate Hefeweizens, however, I've never had an affinity towards okay. it. Okay. Why wouldn't you be able to drink a 12-pack? Just because I feel as if it's, even though it's a 5.3% beer, it is a little bit heavy. Even though It's, it's got a lot of character. Yeah. It's got a lot of character, yeah. and I feel more than anything that it does have good notes, mm. but even though it doesn't have an aftertaste, you kind of have like a lingering sense of what that beer is and the yeah. flavor. Yeah. The flavor lingers. Yeah. It does. Because yeah. even now, I can still taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that being said, it does have hints of banana, which is good, but it's not too tropical at the same time. True. Because sometimes they try to overreach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They get a little too busy with it. Ryan, where we at? No, I'm not a fan of this one. Okay. No? To me, there's a very strong artificial banana taste. Mm. You know the little candies like the yeah, runts yes. that come with the little banana runt that nobody likes? Yeah. That's this. Hey, hey, hey. I don't mind the banana runt. You know, well, that you're a special kind of guy. Different strokes. I, that's different definitely. I'm glad you recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. To me, that that's all I taste. And okay. not a fan. Gotcha. But do you feel like you need to chase a cloud? Not really, no. I feel like I should be like taking photographs of uh, like chimpanzees eating monkeys fresh out of the tree. Wait, 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 wait. We can't. Oh, eating bananas. That's I'm cannibalism. Sorry. Eating bananas. I meant bananas. Yeah. I had monkeys on the mind. Chimpanzees <laughs> eating bananas, not monkeys. That would yeah. just be weird. That would. That's the National Geographic documentary I don't want to see. And this podcast, we do weird, but not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it, it, it's it's the beer. It's okay. the beer. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. yeah. No, yeah. don't recommend it. Okay, okay, solid, solid. Um, you guys ready for? I your... liked it. Yeah. Let me finish it yeah. because you yeah. need the you Might as well one. go for it. Well, uh, early on in the episode, we said and I've never even heard of we don't waste or... beer. No. no, no, we don't. So no, we're we gonna don't. make don't this happen. No alcohol abuse. No alcohol abuse. Absolutely not. And trust me, if nobody else wanted to drink it, I would have drank it. There is sober kids in India. It's not unpalatable. <laughs> yes, there are sober kids in other countries yes. that, that, are. that are looking forward to say a drop, at, whether it's 12 years old, 13 years old, <laughs> and or question mystery. mark. Yeah. And question mark. You know? To be fair, just to paint a picture, my brother is six foot three with a size 15 shoe, so he did look old enough at the age of question mark. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, I thought you were saying that to like imply that he had a big dick. <laughs> this turned into a Tinder. Yeah, I don't know where that went. Like, what happened? Well, ladies, what? his name is Ryan Sosa, also known as Sosa Sensation. I'm also married. He's married. He's married. <laughs> Got married three weeks ago, April 10th. Woo! You know, yo, so, so shouts to you. Thank yeah, you. Shout, shout out. Shout out. Listen. 
one of the this podcast does a lot of things. The one thing it doesn't do is break up homes. Let's get into the third beer. Let's do it. Let's get into the third beer. Okay, which There's is no the next questions one. like uh, that are gonna follow this beer oh. as uh, like uh, well, I don't, it's a oh, very, we're gonna get to more. Questions. It's a very rainbow can. Not your basic. Not your basic. It's a very rainbow flamboyant can. Yeah. So. Um, LGBTQB. All the initials. All the initials are, are in there. Yeah. So this next one we're gonna get into while Fern does the, the beautiful thing of pouring for everybody. Um, this is from Urban South Brewery. It is your it is theirs, not your basic. That's the name of the beer. It's not your basic. Love the name. Alright, it's a cream ale. It clocks in at a 6.2%. Okay. Okay. So, so we're going to the heavy hitters. Turning yeah. things up a bit. It's a little bit. Oh, and it, and it's brewed yeah, It's brewed in New Orleans. Okay. This Woo! Is, it's actually a pumpkin. We talked a little bit about pumpkin oh, earlier. Pumpkin latte. We talked pumpkin in seasons in South Florida. Yes. But this is their pumpkin spice latte. Cream ale. Um, not your basic. I mean, why? why I would like to point out that it, it's, it's not your basic. And then in parentheses, but, but close. close. But close. But close. <laughs> close. I would just I, like to I throw that out. I'd like to predict the future a bit, but my can dad we talk is about, like this. Can we okay, talk that, about you're, the you're packaging? You're calling it right now? Yes. It's absolutely gorgeous. But I the feel can like... is absolutely gorgeous. I feel like they kind of took a shortcut because it looks like they clearly wrapped another can with that label. It no. looks like a look, look at where the two labels meet, and you can see half of a logo cut out. Got you. Look, I, look, yeah. look at the little seam right. on the side. Yeah. It's, Ryan, it's, you know? it's, it's up and coming. Ryan... Like that's, that's because Eddie bought them at a discount. Yeah, <laughs> that was that can was not meant for that. I beer. bought the Bad Batch. <laughs> oh shit, Josh, what is that? That is a, a beetle. Yeah, that's a beetle. No, oh, come first, here, bitch. I'm gonna eat you it, soon. Blow, kill it, blow. Wow. Okay, get in here. I don't know yeah. Right. All right. Hey, listen. The first time for everything at the podcast, we got a beetle that invaded Ooh. the house. But regardless, we oh, got it's gonna edit this. We gotta yes. get to a fish. No, this is, I'm keeping this. This is without um, sin filtro. Yep. Achoman sin filtro. Okay. All right. Cheers. Cheers. It smells delicious. A little too fruity. Smells heavy. Wow. Too sweet for my palate. Okay. Oh. Okay. Set it off. Josh, where you at? Too sweet for your palate. Too sweet for my palate. However, in retrospect, you're supposed to taste it. It's actually it. not bad. Okay. It's actually not bad because it's subtle hints of pumpkin. Not for me. Oh, that's right. It's pumpkin. And I really don't feel like there's too much latte into that. Gotcha. I, I feel like sometimes they try to do too much. And this might be one of those cases. And I, I want to touch back on what my brother said earlier. That you do get a real artificial flavor from it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to, me, to me, it's not sure where it wants to go. Mm. It's not, I can't really take, I, I can't taste a real clear flavor. I'm not sure what I'm drinking. So what okay. you're saying is your son does it better, pretty much. See, all right, so yeah, so we, so. He's the, nodding in agreement. The jury, yes, the jury pool is tainted because you whipped up your own pumpkin beer. Yeah. Yes. So now we, we have something to compare it to. And in this, in this uh, particular situation, it's not what you're able to accomplish. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not, it's not something I would recommend. Okay. Sorry. Nor it's something I would drink. Um, and I love pumpkin. Yeah. But, and I love the rainbow aspect of it. Okay. Got More all the power to you. Go for it. However, 
This ain't no. It. I'm ain't tasting it. it and I can determine exactly. There is an aftertaste to it. Yes. And I'm not sure that the aftertaste is palatable. Gotcha. I, I can't. I like gotcha. what my dad says that it really doesn't know where it wants to go. Okay. It's trying to do a couple different things at once yeah. and it's not, not do, picking one lane. I do concur with that notion. Okay. Okay. Ryan, where we at? Now, I'm kind of in a different camp on this one. Okay. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I can appreciate it for what it is. Okay. This is like an after dinner kind of like end off the night nightcap kind of beer it's very creamy yeah it has that like creamy aspect to it it's not like a liquid it's like like a creme brulee kind of texture Mm, you know okay okay. you get the pumpkin very strongly it's like at first i you know it's like a pumpkin latte it's exactly what it says on the tin yeah and i mean while i'm not a huge fan of it i can understand people enjoying this one okay yeah the the creamy aspect is definitely weird i've never had a beer this creamy Mm. but it's like it has milk in it okay yeah like cream speaking of um where was I gonna go with that? You 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 kind of set you segued me into the next. Okay, there we go. Back on track. People's choice. It might not but be some people's. Everybody's choice. got their own taste. Without you know? going off on a tangent, I, I, what my brother just said kind of like made me realize, full circle essentially that okay. beer has come a long way. When it I has. first started bro- brewing homebrew, none of this stuff was around. Yeah. Mm, That's true. It was very mm. basic, and now they've really kind of like. You know, put in many flavors, many they've different branched things. Out, they've they've tried branched different... out, essentially. They've kind of reached all aspects of life with the type of beer that they brew. Yeah. Now, why do you think that is, though? I think it's because it became a trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. micro People are trying to capitalize on yeah. it. Yeah. Not think... necessarily because of trying to bring you different options and different flavors. I think it's breweries trying to No, I disagree. Yeah, as do I. I feel like I you're not to, don't take away I from disagree. the brewers because they did this with something in mind. Because these micro brewers aren't in it for the money. They're trying They're, to they got the passion, you know, they, they enjoy making the beers and they try to brew something that they want to drink. I think a lot of it also is setting themselves apart. Right. So yes. that's where you're gonna find They walk that line. They're gonna try to they're gonna try to do something different. You know, and then see what happens. Mm-hmm. Just so that they could be able to say, you could find these other style beers somewhere or with this flavor, but you're not going to find this one. So I, yeah. think, I think they're trying to do something different. And that's that, where that completely sums it up. Because they've accomplished that. However, I will not go out looking for it. Yeah, but yeah. this this is a beer that somebody who regularly drinks beer would probably not drink. Yes. But this okay. might be enticing to somebody, you know, after a meal, you serve it up in like a little glass, like a little, yeah. you know, a Almost little like post a meal. Yeah, yeah. Like a little yeah. sherry. Yeah. But... Yet, I see that you haven't finished yours. I said in the beginning I wasn't a fan of it. We just called called out people in the podcast. But I I completely said... This is the audio medium. I I absolutely said that I was not a fan of it. But that doesn't take away from what it is, you know? Or, or your interpretation like of it. Right. Different strokes for different folks. Just I because like I don't like it doesn't mean I can't appreciate the qualities behind it. I feel like you had a very intellectual view on the beer yeah. itself. And you broke it down without having any bias. Exactly. That's, that's the, the goal the day, here. That's what we're here to do. That's the goal here. Yes. You're not going to like every beer you drink. Exactly. Correct. Plain Especially on this show. Plain right. and simple. Yeah. Unless 
Sosa Jr. Brewed it. Although you you've had some great recommendations on this stuff. Okay. You have. I well, you know what? That. You got to try the the not so great ones to get yeah, to those hidden that's gems. That's true. Yes. That is you know? true too. That it, is true. You, you go through twenty five ones that aren't that great to find that truly special one. Yes. Yes. Says definitely. my son, the alcoholic. Uh, no, nope. He's not an alcoholic. He's a drunk. Alcoholics go to AA. Drunks go to parties. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Beer of choices right now. What are y'all drinking right now? I'll go off on this one. My favorite beer of choice. I can't drink it anymore, but it's the High Lie IPA. Cigar City. Cigar City Brewing. Yeah. Brewed in Tampa. That is always going to be my beer of choice. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of IPAs. But that is a very special IPA for me. <laughs> yes. Ryan, what about the Wava one? That one is good as well. Also yeah. by Cigar City Brewing. I can't yeah. remember what it is, but there's okay. some kind of guava ale that they have. Oh, and it's delicious. Yeah. But I would I would but put the high lie over it. But it's very filling. Yeah. Okay. And it's and heavy. it's seasonal. I don't think you can find it all the time. Yeah. Okay. But well, high lie, that's that's my jam. Okay. The one IPA I do enjoy. Josh, where, where were you sitting at? So, you on? know, beer of choice, obviously, I drink Corona just on the weekend on wine, but if I'm going to have myself a nice craft brew and relax, mm-hmm. apart from anything that I've brewed, I'm going to have to go for the dog head. Dogfish? The dogfish. Head. 60 I, minute. The 60 minute. The okay. 90 minute yeah. is good, but it's a little too bitter for my taste. Okay. So I'm, I'm more of a fan of the 60 minute because okay. it's not as bitter. And I feel like they didn't try to do too much to it. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's definitely my brew of choice. Nice. Although I did have one that kind of sticks with me for some reason with you, Ed, and Juanito. Shout out to Joe, Juanito. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, the big homie. At um, World of Beer. Yeah. Which was the big in Japan. Yes. Heavy am I, beer. Am I Heavy a- beer, but I feel like it just had so much going on that a podcast that's an hour and a half long wouldn't even be enough time to break it down. Got you. Yo, shouts to MIA Beer Coach. Shouts to the homie Los, the head chef out there, Bruce Beast and Eats alumni, the big in Japan. And the bartenders. Let's not forget yeah, the Yeah, yo, tip your bartenders. Support yo. your local bartenders. Drink yes. local. Yeah. Fern, beer choice. You know what? That's not a good question for me. All right, then we'll just skip past that and we're going to answer the sport beer. I would say Rebel IPA if I had to make it Exactly. I, I'm an IPA lover. I okay. love IPAs. Okay. The problem is I get a huge belly from it. Yeah. So I had to stop drinking it because okay. I literally, I love the taste. There is nothing I love more than drinking an IPA. Okay. Love that aftertaste. Love the bitterness. I Hate really enjoy it. Yeah. But the carbs uh, get to me. Yeah. It looked like I was pregnant. I had to stop. I mean, <laughs> oh, it did. So what did I have to do? Find the baby daddy. Start drinking. No. <laughs> Corona. Premiere. Premiere. And before yeah. that, Michelob Ultra. I'm Mick Ultra. I'm sorry in advance. That's water. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. that's horrible. Dad, that's quick like quiz. What does IPA stand for? Indian Pale Ale. I'm gonna put the sound effect in there. That one, that the same exact that's one. Good. That's that's the one I'm sound. I'm still put the sound yeah, effect yeah, in there. But yeah, that was dope. That was dope. Let's get into this fourth and final beer. All right. Okay. It's the blue one. Yes. This last one. No safe point. Oh, I like the can. Right. As do I. All these cans are amazing. Well, like, yes. The craft beers, they, they put yeah. a lot of thought into their cans. Ryan, you, you finish yours? Yes, I did. So well, they got to find a way to separate themselves from the others on the show. Again, you know? correct. Yes. There's so much. Yes. Uh, this fourth beer, fourth and final beer, is from the Mason Ale Works. It is their No Save Point. 
That's a good one. It's a West Coast IPA. That's a good one. It clocks in. This is the big one. Seven percent. Smells good. Wow. Brewed out of California. Yeah. That Eddie, I almost feel like I'm in an episode of Hot Ones where we go progressive. Uh Well, you even got the flight in front of you, dude. That smells amazing. I I appreciate, but I don't like to mention that name because the last thing I want to do is get a cease and desist letter from anybody. But I know what you mean, though. I almost feel like we're in that like. Show that involves category wings. Category where the show involves wings oh. and it goes getting hotter in the oh. progressively. Yes, correct. Wait, right? We're not there yet. Eddie already sipped it. No, I did not. No, yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I saw you. No, I did not. Don't lie. I concur with my was, brother. Eddie, Eddie no. turned around for I a watched. second. No. I thought he was itching himself, but he was actually sipping. <laughs> Joshua. Yo. What? Why do you got to go sexually? Sometimes you be having itches in places. I'm playing Yeah. That wasn't Whoa, a good. That wasn't hey, a good one. That use. wasn't a good recovery. Salud. Salud. That smell is amazing. Very bitter. No, it's not. I beg to differ. Yeah, it is. It's a great. Let beer. me see the can. Does it? Does it have the IBUs on there? Oh, this is a true IPA. Yeah. Yep. This is a. True That's a purist IPA. IPA. This is something that I would drink every fucking day of my yeah. life. Okay. If I was ten pounds, and I wouldn't get a. <laughs> if you had room for more, yeah. <laughs> if you had room for more, this is the one you would drink. Oh my god, I love this. Okay. Absolutely love okay. this. See, I'm still tasting the bitterness. Oh yeah. my god! Look, look up the IBUs on this for me, because it does okay. not say it on the can. Let's okay. turn to Mr. Google. All right. What's it called? Wow. In the meantime, no save point. Yeah, it's by Mason Aleworks. You can look it up on Beer Advocate, I think, um, or Untapped might even have it. Big on fan there. of the can. I feel like we've been neglecting the, the aspect of the, the can. Well, okay. So, a little history behind it. No save point. It's a West Coast IPA, and uh, it's the up here ale, seven percent. Did I say seven percent? Yeah, seven percent. Yes. And um, this is actually a beer I picked up through uh, Craft Beer Kings. I got this thing where I pick, I order beers that have to do with hip hop. Okay. Yeah. So. I see that. So no safe point. It's um, Run the Jewels is, yes. is, is my yes, favorite. I can tell. Hip hop group, and um, this was done in conjunction with them. They they were uh, they were heavily involved with this video game called Cyberpunk. So they dropped the no safe point. In other words, you can't save. Throughout the game, but um, but yeah, so they dropped the West Coast IPA. I had to jump on it. Uh, I'm not a big IPA fan, but I like to get. I like You're to get. Not? No, we will yeah. change. He that. said that earlier. Dun, no dun, way, Andy. We I'm shocked that. to hear that. Yeah, we'll no, I would have thought you did that. You would love IPAs. It might change. Come six weeks from Tuesday, when that, that will be changed. It will. I can promise you. It will be changed. I can promise you. All right, tell you what, if if. If, when, when, if, when it happens, when, when I taste this whole brew beer, and I, it changes my mind, we're gonna have to call it something brews beats and eats or something. Yay! Definitely. Oh my god, that is so good. Well, no, like no, 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 yeah. I would buy this for sure. This one I do enjoy. This one this I do enjoy. For I sure, I will buy. It is. This it, will be like for when I want to like. Splurge, you know, like they, when I, yeah, that's the cheat day. It is a bit, it is a bit bitter, <laughs> but it doesn't. Where'd you buy it. this, Eddie? I ordered it online. Oh, fuck. it comes out of California, yeah, so it's a limited, I'm sure, it's limited edition. Oh, fuck. So, so don't, but you got to try attacks. it though. As a matter of fact, you can finish the rest so, of it. Ed, not to drop hints or nothing, but May 30th is my old boy's birthday. And, oh, and, uh, okay, okay, shit, nice. 
this, another this year down. I absolutely love. Very so good. Love, response, love, not, love. Not I'm going to get you a six-pack or nothing, so thank we Got you. All right. So I'm keeping that in mind when it comes to Fern's birthday. My peoples, this is the part of the podcast that after we've sampled the four beers, we kind of rate the beers. One through four. There's no wrong answers. Um, you can go... And, and nobody's offended because nobody sponsors this segment. Nor am I even scared if, of offending anybody. Exactly. Even if uh, even if somebody sponsored the segment, it wouldn't be that there's one bad one. It's just no. the least favorite. Right. Absolutely. I, and you can't... Yeah. yeah. You gotta be And true. you know what? You just say method that do. Method that I start. <laughs> my first... My favorite... Okay. No safe point. No safe number point. One. Number one. Number two is Cocotazo. Okay. Number three is Cloud the uh, FAY Jijijung. Pepperwater. <laughs> how did you turn that into Chinese all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't know how that happened. And number four will be like the gay one. The Nacho Basic. Yeah. Got you. Josh, where you at? So, as much as I would like to say it went in order for me, it did not. I would have to say number one for me is the IPA. Nope. The No Save Point. The No Save Point. Hey! Like you're dead. Yes, sir. Yes. And number two for me would definitely be the Hefeweizen. Okay. Number oh, three. Interesting. Yep. Number three. Even though I didn't enjoy it too much, but we're ranking it on a scale from best to worst based off of the beers that I drank would be the pumpkin spice ale. This yes. one. The cream ale. Yes, yes you got it. Ale. And then the last one would definitely be coconut. Not due to the fact that it's a bad beer, just due to the fact that Personal I don't like coconut. coconut. Definitely Ryan. personal right. taste. And anybody that's so. buying it to begin with enjoys coconut. But that, it says something because if you do enjoy coconut, then it would be the opposite reaction and I than don't, what you got. And I would still drink that. Yeah. Okay. So, for me, number one, I'm going to go with Cocotazo. Cocotazo. That just transport, really? that transported me to the beach and I just felt like I was on vacation, dude. I was in the water you know? the sand. Exactly. Absolutely. Number two... I'm going to go with the IPA. Yeah. The no safe point. Okay. Number three, I'm going to go with the Hefeweizen. Yes. Uh-huh. And then number four, I'm going to go with not your basic because the whole creamy pumpkin aspect was just kind of weird, to be honest. Gotcha. So basically what we've concluded here is that the no safe point is the best. Well, game. we didn't hear Eddie's ranking. I was just going to say Oh, that. shit. I forgot about you. Now, just because you're hosting so, these things doesn't mean you can't have input. Because I'm hosting it means that my rank doesn't matter. Bruce Beast needs the podcast. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to talk beast when we come back. Y'all know what's up. Bruce Beast needs the podcast. Friends and family episode. I told y'all at the very beginning of this, uh, we're here and we've reached the beats portion of the podcast. This is where we get to know our guests' musical taste. Um... What they came up listening to, what we could find on their playlist nowadays. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a good variety of music. Without here. a doubt. Without a doubt. Without Josh, a doubt. So, uh, what, what's something that we could find you listening to on the average? So, you know, it depends on my mood. On a Friday, I'm trying to get in a good mood. So, I'm listening to my boy Alex Sensation mixing up hey. the one and twos. Okay. Which is exactly why I took out my garage door the other day because he was mixing <laughs> on the bachata mix, and you know what? <laughs> I was jamming so hard I forgot that two inches, which is what my wife always says to me. <laughs> Wait, you, know, you got man. married within one episode. Yeah. You went from single to married. And, uh, <laughs> but the two inch joke, I get it. Yes, I get it. Yes, it served the purpose. But 
You know, uh, I can go uh, anywhere. Eddie can relate to Growing up as a kid, you know, I used to From listen to a lot of rap and shit like that. I don't, really, <laughs> I don't necessarily, same way I'm not with the social media, which my boy Eddie continues to remind me of. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't really like the new music because I feel like it doesn't have lyrics. Got you. So a big part of that is why whenever I do listen to rap music, I listen to old school shit. Words like so, like Miami like, rappers, okay. you know, Trick Daddy Dollars. And what about yeah. your Guatemala? And then so that's what I'm trying to lead up to, you know, Young Jeezy, Trick Daddy, stuff like that. Then I started to branch out. Okay. Sign of growth, just like anything in life. Started listening to Spanish music because your boy, as country as he may sound, is Spanish. There's, yeah, there's, there's countrysides in Cuba, right? Absolutely, so that, that brother, makes you know, sense. And we are from the country. Yes, we yes. are. Si you Fields of caña. Okay. Wherever you fucking go, it's you know it's a good time. But you know, slowly but surely, mm-hmm. grab me a brewski, please. So slowly but surely, I started to get in touch with my raíces, with my roots. Okay. And see where I was from. Listening to Spanish music. I mean. A couple years ago, I didn't even speak Spanish. All I knew was, oye, mami, si te cojo de mojo. And that's still my go-to. And, and it's got nothing to do with seasoning no, meat. But now I Wait, no, salsa. it does. Hold on a second. Yeah, she's seasoning my meat, though, if you know what I'm saying. Joshua. And, uh, listen, it's all right. If Eddie don't like it, he's going to edit it out. Yeah, he's going to edit that your out. Boy, your boy Sosa ain't You're keeping done. all of it. Your boy Sosa ain't done talking yet, so... Started off, went from that, and then I ended up branching out because I truly do believe that if you have an open mind that you're listening to anything, whether you like it or not, mm. whether you yeah. like it or not. I mean, okay. I remember going to Tampa with my boy Old Head Ed right here, listening, yes. and we had the, the mixtape from everything, from J. Cole to uh, Tequila Makes Your Clothes Fall Off. And you name it, we were probably listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yo, shouts to Ship. Yep. Yo, R.I.P. Juan, yep. Big Juan, the OG. Yeah, they, he was there with us too. The boy's only 26 years old, but I'll tell you what, man. You know, I hang out with the oldest of the heads, mm. including old head Ed. And yeah, including my dad who's prehistoric. Hey, hey! <laughs> Sounds like some sneak dissing in there. <laughs> it's not. It's not dissing. It's just a Thank simple you, observation. Thank you, Ryan. Simple, ob- simple observation. So now on my playlist today, depends on the mood that I'm in. I may be listening mm-hmm. to bachata. I may be listening to salsa. Okay. Zacaria Ferreira, Gibeto Santa Rosa. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Anything or country, yeah. I'll be listening to Luke Combs. I'll be listening to anything like that because Blake Shelton in country, Blake Shelton for sure. Because country music tells a story, whether gotcha. you choose to agree with it or not, it's more than your dog, you know, getting taken away and the love of your life being lost. You know what you get when you play the country, chair. you know what you get when you play a country song backwards. What do you get? You get your dog back, you get your house back, you get your love back, you get everything back. Got you. Yeah, so, that's you know, but that's all about growth. Got you, got you. What's see now? Th- th- typically, I'll ask my guests what is something that people might be surprised that they listen to. But you, I mean, you've covered everything, so there's really no. I think anything that I do is a surprise to these people because when I start talking, they think I'm country. Yeah. And then when I start, when I see a Cuban walking up the street and I say, Oi, que hola, serio, wait, the brother. It catches them off guard. Duete, they say, they, you see, I'll be there talking to this Cuban guy and the, mm. the guy that I was with originally is looking at me with a face. Like, yeah. where the fuck did he pull that Spanish from? Yeah. But yeah. I am Spanish. Got you. You know, my people's uh, migrated from Cuba and looking for a better life. And you know what? I thank God every day for that because I am the man who I am today for my family and for the things that they've done for me to grow. 
Yeah. Every day that I live my life, I choose not to forget that because the day that I forget it is the day that I won't continue to grow. And yeah. all life is is looking for a better version of yourself. Yep. Without getting too deep or preaching, as a 26-year-old, I know I may be young, but I got a lot of years of wisdom underneath my belt. Oh, you babe. Sounds to me like he's preaching. <laughs> it's not preaching. Preach. I'm not saying something that will be preaching related which I can't think of in the moment <laughs> might be though might be but oh so you touched on our several several topics there um we talked about you know parents who migrated yes so I I I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask Fern Fern like early on on the island of Cuba what was the music you were listening to Mexican Wow, believe it or not, rancheras. Rancheras were the music to go to. However, I will say, being a young buck, handsome, gorgeous as I was. Okay, don't talk yourself up too much. Yeah, but I want. There was a time. There was a time, sure. There was. It's a good thing there's no video on this podcast. There was a competition. Salsa dancing. Salsa dancing. Okay. And who won? I'll give you Your that one. Boy. He is a great dancer. Right? I did. I won the competition. Fern tore up the not only, oh, not yeah. only could it I dance salsa. It was on fire when he stepped off. But I also won. A chess playing chess, contest. Yes. What? Yep. My son knows. He's a man of multiple levels. Knows and Eddie, me. I know you're the one who asks questions, and this is not a question, essentially. It's more of a story that's kind of stuck with me. Okay. Because I am very proud of where I Please, came from. Please, yo, yo, yo. So regale that, us I with the story. I would appreciate it if you told me the story of how it was when you left Cuba, about the government raiding your house and counting silverware. I can't. Yes, they did. Right before, once we got my father, okay, so, my dad, I never knew him, because since the time I was two years old, the government knew my father wanted to leave the country, mm. so they took him to a um, campamento. An internment camp? Internment, yeah. Maybe? Where he would have to work for the government. Yeah, internment camp. And he wouldn't be able to come home. So then, I remember as a little kid, my father would get to visit once a year. Mm. And I remember, like, standing on the street and my father coming down. Like, I, I'll never forget that. It was like, oh my God. And I was like a little kid. Yeah. And then, so my father left and they said, well, your family will leave, like, the next week. So my father left through Spain. Ten years later, wow, we're still in Cuba, my mother and I. Wow. So then we left through Mexico, and it was like a whole different experience. But it's something I will never change because you learn to, like, you grow up so much sooner mm. than you should. Yeah. Like All those I, experiences bring you to where you are today. And they do, and they do, and I will yeah. never change that. Yeah. But. You know, like, you get to miss your friends. Like, I knew my friends. And, and to this day, when we went back to Cuba, yep. Joshua took me to Cuba. It was a gift. Okay. He's what, like was that, that two years ago? Two years ago. He's like, Dad, I'm buying you the ticket. We're going to go to Cuba. And then we went, and all my friends in the neighborhood, wow. we went to school together, the whole thing. 
It was like crazy. It was like I never left. Wow. It was amazing. And just for the listeners out there that aren't necessarily Cuban, when you're in Cuba, you don't really have a lot to look forward to. So when something like that happens, it's very special for them. Mm, you know, is. for people like us, it's just, you know, it's a little trip to Cuba, a little vacation. Yeah. But for them, you know, when's the next time they're going to see somebody that they don't necessarily see yeah, on a day-to-day basis? You know? They have so pictures. It's special. They have pictures of when I was a kid and I was living there. And they're showing me pictures of me. Like, I'm like, I don't remember that. But there it was in the right. pictures. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like the greatest experience ever. Going and I ba- thank Josh for that. No, that's excellent. You know, shout out to Josh. Um, which is kind of like what brought us together to begin with was... Without going too in, into detail with it, like Josh and I are in the same field... Uh, you know, our, our job, you know, the jobs that we pay the bills with are, is in the same career line, career path, and that's how I was fortunate enough to meet you guys through Josh. Um, but I, I do want to ask salsa competition, okay? And you bringing that championship home. What music was playing? Do you remember what the music was? Who the artist was? What was your winning song? Los Van Van. There you go. That I remember. I can't remember the name of the song. Okay. But I know it was Los Van Van. Okay. That I remember. And boy, did I kill it. God damn it, did I kill it. Now, if this were a video, you would see a black and white video, salsa dancing. Like a montage. You know, like when they try to assassinate Hitler, essentially. Yeah, I I guess. How would you compare that to this? Just for the grainy video. I don't think there was a video. You know what? Abraham Lincoln's probably a better uh, comparison. Drawings, drawings. Yeah, there was a sketch. (laughs) <laughs> there was a sketch. There was definitely no video of that. Do <laughs> not concur. But we get. I we, do not. We. Under, I understand where you're going with it. It's kind of like the old uh, black and white, yeah. no audio yes. movie. That's that's the type of video you. We would take capture. for advantage what we have today, where everything's on film, full color, 4K HD. You know, every yeah. moment could be captured. Yeah. Back then, all you had was the memories. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Ryan. Early music memories. I know you're DJ. Salsa. Don't get me started Sensation. on the music, old head Ed. Please, that's what we're here to do. We you know, talk I music. mean, I recently took up DJing again. Okay. Sometime last year during the whole quarantine stuff, I was working at a company. Okay. Um, you know, I was managing government contracts. Gotcha. During the whole COVID situation, all my work came to a halt. So I was basically getting paid a full salary sitting at home the entire week, not doing any work. I would work like two hours a week. You know, so I was looking for additional hobbies to kind of, you know, fill up my time again so back when I was a teenager I was in like middle school maybe um I used to I didn't have the money at that time to buy like the full DJ equipment you know the mixing pad uh, all, all that kind of stuff um so I used to do it like purely on software on my computer gotcha so I used to make like for my dad at the time he was living in Hollywood I used to make him like electronic music mixes yeah you know and I used to really enjoy that because I feel like music is a kind of thing that makes everybody happy yes like i don't i've never met a person that didn't enjoy music whatever kind of music it is that they enjoy right somebody enjoys some kind of music 
you know even even different. the most rhythmless person they still you know there's a there's a yeah. music that speaks to them right enough to where they will go out there and try we gotta realize that too like my dad won the salsa dancing competition but yeah. me and my brother have two left feet <laughs> so it ended with him and, Although, and that now i have to say ryan has rhythm i have rhythm obviously as a dj well, you have to have yes correct. but i don't have the coordination necessarily no, he does but only when he's drunk well yeah josh doesn't have the rhythm, but he really tries, and it's a difference. So he's learned. That's a bold faced lie, first of all. The only one that dances here, whether he's drunk or sober, is your boy. Yeah. I'm not a fan <laughs> right, of dancing. Right. Nobody's denying that. I don't, you know, I'd rather be behind the booth, mixing it up, making the people dance. Gotcha. You know, and that's, gotcha. that's where I find the joy okay. in DJing, you know? So I used to do that as a kid. And at the time, it was like, you know, I didn't really have no kind of audience. I would just make these mixes, you know, I'd work really hard on them. Strictly electronic music at that time, you know, that's when, like, trance was really popular. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah. talking, like, mid-2000s, early 2000s, around there. And then, you know, I would make, like, these mix CDs. I would burn them after I, you know, worked hard on them, give them to my dad. And then, you know, like, when I would go visit him or he would pick me up, that's what we would listen to in the car. The sound. And, you know, you know, that brings, like, a lot of memories back, nice. you know, because it's, like, a special kind of thing. Music could really bring people together. Yeah. And there's just something very special about it. Yeah. So during the whole quarantine situation, you know, it was like, what kind of hobbies can you find that you could do that you could do from home? Mm. You know, so it was yeah. at that point where I was like, you know, I'm making good money now. I have like a job. I mean, before I was 13, 14 years old, 12 years old, whatever it might have been. Struggling to get things, right. So it's like together. I couldn't, I couldn't go drop a thousand dollars on a mixer. A I was mixer, happy if I had. Table, yeah, right, you know. So it was different then. And then I was like, you know, I'm in a good position. I bought like a nice mixer. I got all these kinds of things going. I subscribed to like a. a a record pool where okay. I could get, you know, like high quality Shit, okay. files of like yeah, music and stuff. It. Oh, yeah, you know, I went all in because I, I truly enjoy it, you know, and I feel like in this world, if you're going to spend your money, it might as well be on something you enjoy. Yeah. So the other thing I obviously enjoy is like my cars, things like that. But it was like during quarantine, it was like there were no more car shows. There was no more meetups. Everything kind of stopped. So I got my whole mixing set up again and I started doing it again. But this time I started doing it with Spanish music. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? Okay. And it really truly broadened my horizons as far as music goes. Because before I would listen to like reggaeton, you know, the Latin, like urban kind of music. Yeah. You know, I would listen to all that. But starting to DJ, because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to give the people what they want to hear. Correct. You know? To be so, an effective DJ. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, nobody wants to hear what you want to play. You got to take yourself away from it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like they want to hear a certain kind of music. If everybody's requesting to play salsa, doesn't matter if I like sides or not. You that's what needs sauce. to go on. Yeah. You know? So that's where that kind of, and it really brought in my horizons. I mean, now I make salsa, bachata, guaracha, merengue, doesn't matter. Any kind of genre. Um, and then even on occasion, like if people are over, because I do my little live mixes, you know, in the garage on Friday nights, okay. you know, I'll do like a little live mix. Nice. People will come over, you know, we might have somebody like a, a friend of my dad's, Salo, who was there the other night. And I'm well, there. Shout out to Salo. Shout out Salo. I was there, you know, Thanks mixing so up my right. regular salsa, bachata, reggaeton, cubaton, shout out cubaton. Um, and then he was like, oh, I want to hear a Dua Lipa dance mix. So I was like, okay, you know, and then I do it all from my laptop connected to the turntables and the mixers. So I looked it up real quick, downloaded a house version, and then I went into a house set. And you know what? That drunk ass dude stood up 
and started dancing with everybody in the garage. And yeah. Donna Summer. And then he was, yeah, he was asking for Donna Summers, Yo, and you know Donna what I did? Donna Summer made an appearance. I, yes. I threw him on. I threw him on like three. Less, four. Was it less dance? I mean, less yeah. dance had to be a bro. There, there was like four songs, honestly. Uh, I mean, there was Last Dance. On there the was, radio. There was on the radio. Whoa. I mean, you know, like, we really went in on it. You know? Wow, that was really a mixed country for your boy. Yeah, you know, like, on his very, birthday night. Very negligent. Know? When have you ever heard of a DJ going from salsa dance into country? Yeah. It ain't easy. It took a lot of convincing, and I got about two songs out it of it. It did, because, you know, I'm also still learning. As a DJ, I feel like you're never done learning. Mm. There's always new techniques you can yeah. learn, and, you yeah. know, that's why I always listen to other DJs. Because, gotcha. you know, this guy might do a certain kind of blend between two songs that maybe I didn't know about before. Mm-hmm. So I listen to it with that analytical kind of ear. Okay. You know, I'm not you just necessarily listening to the music. Yeah, I'm so. listening to the technique. Nice. You know, and I hear yeah. that technique, how he's matching the tempos, how he's blending in the two beats together. And it just goes improving. Mm. So, you know. And honestly, I just really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite hobbies. Nice. And you're good at it. Yes. You know, that's that's what the people say. You can check me out on Spotify, Sosa Sensation. You know, you can go ahead and look me up, Sosa Sensation. I got some mixes on there. Whenever uh, you listen to Bruce Beats and Eats and you feel riled up and you want to have a good night, you know, put on the Sosa Sensation yeah. after you, you hear the podcast. The song titles are very cryptic because Spotify doesn't necessarily allow DJs to upload mixes because copyright and all that. Correct. So what I do is, like, if I do, I mean, I've done five, six, seven, eight-hour mixes nonstop. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll break them up into, like, 30, 40-minute segments, and then I'll give them strange names. So it'll be, like, 10, 20, CSB, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, gotcha. so that the, the reviewers at Spotify don't necessarily catch on. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. but you can just go and start listening. I mean, everything is everything's good. You're already listening to this podcast on Spotify. All right, I know my peoples have already started following me on Spotify. While you're there, check out the description notes, the show notes. You're going to find the link yes. over to Sosa Sensation, the DJ. Shout out to my dog. And make sure while you're there, you follow him. Yeah, please do. And, you know, I do it straight from the heart. I never actually linked my account to Spotify, so I don't make any money off of the plays. Mm. Nothing like that. Because okay. for me, this Your is like passion. a spiritual experience. You know, I just enjoy putting the music out there. Yeah, I'm not interested in making money off of it. That's that's a perfect you know. That's a perfect way to describe music. Music is a spiritual exactly. experience. Absolutely. And and that's why it's hard for me to say that there's one genre better than another because I can't tell people not. which is the one that's going to reach out right. to them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Eddie, I do feel that it's good that we're doing this, obviously, because I feel like we're kind of wetting our whistle with the whole podcast. Yeah, I've scenario. never done podcasting. No, have I? But I, you know, I've, I've, I've definitely loved this experience, and I enjoy it. But I also feel like you are very strictly hip hop. Mm. Old school, so on and so <laughs> yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah. He is old head Ed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, no, you're not. Also, you're not wrong at all. I don't see Eddie bop his head when we put on that social sensation. That's with right. A little bit you of know? salsa in the background. You better believe that head with that fucking beard is bopping. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yo, you're not right when you're wrong. There's definitely something about, and I don't know if right. I can attribute it to. Um, not right when you're wrong. You're not wrong when you're right. There you go. Ah. I was thinking about that one. Both ways are correct. Are they though? Yes. Yeah, because we're in the fucking household of social. Okay, man. all right. Whatever the man you're says goes. You're not wrong goes. when you're right. You're not right when you're wrong. 
That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah it does work. Two wrongs right, don't make yeah. a right. I'll give you that one. It's like Flavor Flav once said. Yeah, boy. No. So. <laughs> I no. thought it was uh, Umba Wumba Wumba G. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the lyrics too. Yeah, this is like an inside reference to Flavor Flav CD in like 2010 which was horrible mm. but it was pretty funny yo shouts to Flavor Flav shouts to Flavor Flav still doing I know, his thing he's, he's an avid listener of this podcast yeah I think good who would um, be yeah who yeah, send who me a clock it? send me a clock Flav clock yeah for sure for sure my people we, we talk beats man there's one thing we gotta get into before we can eats, call this a rap for people who haven't done podcasting before, I'm picking up on it. Like, you guys are with it. Well, I mean, hey, I'm just like, I would like to take it away. You know, you're talking about Eats. And for my birthday. We got a new host here? Not too long ago, my brother and my father. And Ship. And Ship. And Ship. Shouts to Ship. Shouts to Ship. Took me out there as well. We went over to Casablanca. Over there in Miami. Yes. You know, Amazing I little, spot. I was a little bit nefarious at the time, thinking, oh, it's a little hole in the wall. What the fuck is this going to do for mm-hmm. your boy? Let me tell you something, man. Bruce B. City's the podcast. Y'all stick around. You're going to hear the rest of that story. Don't go nowhere. And with that said, Bruce Beeson Eats the Podcast has reached the Eats portion of the podcast. Yes, yes. And this is where we get to know our guests' food taste. We've already talked about beer taste. We've already, talk, we've already talked about musical taste. Now we're going to talk about food. Uh, the Eats. Bruce Beeson Eats Podcast. Shout out to the honorary member of the Sosa family known as Eddie Martinez, also known as Edward. Only when he's in trouble and he's going to get a cocotazo. And now I'm not shouting out to the beer that we want to sip. So now that my government name is out there, <laughs> I'm Ohad Ed. This is Bruce Beeson Eats. Hey, um, this is like I said, where we get to know our guests' food taste, um, the food that they they most enjoy. Uh, the food they can't live without. That's fine. Um, maybe something they grew up eating. Even maybe the food that they don't like at all. We're going to cover it all here. Anything with mustard. Okay. <laughs> That's hard. That's yeah. hard. Because chicken wings, any day of the week. Okay. Bonito. Mexican food. Damn. Love Mexican. Not just reserved for Tuesdays. Nope, not just for Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, Tuesday baby. Nope. Tonga Tuesday. Nope. Nope. Tequila so. Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Tuesday's a great day. Un tequilita más. Tuesday's a great day. Bro, y'all getting harmonized right now. This has never happened <laughs> on the podcast before. You might have heard somebody spit a verse on the podcast, but this harmony that's happening... And that's what food does to you. It's a very that's, musical family. That's what food does to people. It makes you, good food makes you want to sing. Fern, what's that Your one pleasure. dish? Can't I know you're Fern, what's that one dish that you, you really enjoy? Really enjoy? Yeah. It's a Mexican dish. Okay. Ain't gonna lie. Love it. Eat it anytime I can. A, chi- a chicken chimichanga. Mm. Mm. Anytime yeah. of okay. the day. Okay. I'm not mad at yes. that. Yes. Can't go wrong with that. that. Love yeah. that. Yeah. That okay. is my favorite dish. Got you. Got you. 
Do you uh, you get busy in the kitchen yourself? Do you cook anything? Hell to the no. Okay. Once almost I cannot the house even toast. I cannot even boil True an story. egg. Cereal is a big task for me. Yes. yes. No, nope, but I love cereal though. Yes. If you could only just get the right amount of milk in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Mm. Josh, I'm sorry. what's that one meal, man? What's okay, the Okay, so I'm gonna. The one thing that I can honestly say that I truly enjoy and takes me back, because I feel more than anything, food is not essentially about the taste, although it is. It's also the nostalgia mm. of it. And okay. for me, it's fricasse de pollo. Fricasse de pollo, bro. Yeah, and you know what? The one thing is, I bought this house. Right now, we're in the young boy Sosa's house. They also call me Papi Chulo. They also call me Spanky. KY like the jelly. Not really. I'm known by many names. However, the one thing that is really holds a nostalgic factor in my mind and also, like, is one thing that truly brings me home is fricasse de pollo. And the one thing that I had my mother show me was fricasse de pollo. My yeah. dad tried to say fricasse de pollo and, and it was delicious. I'm not gonna lie. He I even ate my not. serving. I was in supposed to try it as well. Yes, in, a cardero, in a cardero and you know to be honest with you, I feel like food, same as music, same as brews, can bring you back to a certain time in your life and, yeah. and truly makes you the man that you are today because mm. there's simple things. Or Similar one. to that Disney Pixar movie, Ratatouille. You know, like that food critic was taken back to when his mother used to cook that when they had nothing. Yeah. And you know what? When we used to have nothing, Fricasse de Pollo always made me feel like I had a yeah. Wow. Wow. Ryan. You're up the bat. You know, I'm a steak kind of guy. Okay. So, you know, for me, there's nothing better than a nice Bologna. pepper-crusted, medium-rare filet mignon. Mm. Yeah. You serve me that any day of the week. He's not bougie. That's it. You know, <laughs> I, you know I'm a steak kind of guy. I'm a steak kind of guy. Your brother, what can though? I say? I did hear him. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm going to acknowledge it, but... Okay. I'm a steak kind of guy. Got you. What's the uh, what's the side? What's the side that you would accompany that steak? With? You know, I don't eat rice. Okay. I'm not a fan of rice. I don't eat pasta. Which is not typical for Cuban. No, it's really it not. not. Or any. So it was a struggle growing up because yeah. every meal comes with rice and beans. Every so. single one. And I'm not a fan of rice. So you know, it was always a challenge. You know, you serve me a nice little side of roasted vegetables. Got you. Maybe a little mashed potatoes in there. Okay. Skin on. Skin yeah. on. Yeah. Where the nutrients yeah. lie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta leave the skin on. I don't want that fucking puree of the flesh of the potato. Yeah. More What's the point of that, dude? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm talking red potato, smashed up in the pan, little tablet of, of butter in there, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of salt and pepper, yeah. you know, and just really get that natural Down flavor. Now, you Josh, know? Josh mentioned the fricasse de pollo, and he said that that's the one thing that he made sure he adapted and he right. learned. Right. Do you get busy in the kitchen? Honestly, I didn't used to. Okay. I didn't used to. When I moved in with my now wife, okay. she doesn't cook. Yeah. We were ordering out all the time. Mm. That shit adds up. We were spending. <laughs> I don't even want to admit to how much we were spending on Uber so Eats. It was a surmountable amount. It was, it was a whole family salary wow. on wow. that shit every month, dude. That's because so he became the bitch. No, no. You know, just because a man could cook. Doesn't make him a bitch. No, not at all. Yeah. And you know what? I cooked what I wanted. And on my terms. If I didn't want to cook that day, guess what? This man did not cook that day. Yeah. But you know, it was also kind of fun. At the time, you know, this was also the whole quarantine situation. I was sitting at home. 
Nothing to do. Getting paid a salary. Working two hours a week. Did you make sourdough bread? I that, did not. Oh! That happened to me. I did not. That I did not. I Everybody love, did. I love I did not. sourdough. For some reason, and I'm not going to hold that against you, but for some reason, that was like the That the was thing the quarantine had. thing. The quarantine thing. That, that was, was so like the, the official dish of 2020 was homemade sourdough bread. Yeah. Yeah. How did we not do that knowing that we love, we all love sourdough bread? I mean, it's just, it, it's like a labor of love. You know, no, to make a good, it. to make a good, solid, hearty sourdough bread, you're talking two to three weeks. Yeah. You know, you got to get your sourdough starter no. going. Yes. Really? Yes. yes. You gotta. It's not just Fuck that. It's you don't just mix. To go to the bakery and buy it. Thank you. But you don't just mix stuff together and make a sourdough bread. Like you wake up in the morning. Oh, I'm gonna make sourdough tonight. Unless you have a starter already going in your house, you ain't making sourdough that day. Mm. Not a good one, at least. Yeah. Because you know you gotta let the yeast go from. It's very similar, actually, to brewing beer. Yeah. It's actually not much different. Okay. You start with yeast, you know, just like in beer. You put your yeast in, you let it ferment. Yeah. That goes converting the sugars into alcohols. Sourdough is a very similar process. Okay. So, you know, I'm not ignorant to the process of sourdough, but it's not something that I had tried. Got you. So, I am. Okay. But, you know, I mean, for it's I a labor of love. It took that long. It's a labor of love. And at one point, I didn't want to try it, but every store around me was all sold out of yeast. And flour on top of that. Wow. During the pandemic. And toilet paper. That too. Shout out Amazon. They hooked it up, you know. When I needed a little something for the booty, Amazon, Amazon. delivered that toilet paper to my door. Because there, there, there were some struggles. I mean, I would go to public some weeks and I would be buying like that. You ain't getting cha 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 Sharma. Yeah, the, no. the, the, the 80, no. what is it, the 80 gauge, 80, uh, 80, uh, you, 80 weren't grit, find, you weren't that, finding that Sharma. That 30 grit, you were getting that, that single ply doctor's office kind of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. You all know what it is. You yeah. know, you show up there and you got to pull out half the roll to get a solid white. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, shout That's out to disgusting. Amazon. Shout out to Costco. Yeah, shout out to Costco. Costco always looked out Perfect. as well. Which brings us back to food. Yeah, <laughs> that no. was like the worst segue. Yeah, from shit to food. Uh, yeah, but that you know what? Sense. That's but how we get down here on Bruce Beats and Eats. Full cycle. We've gone full, full circle. Yes, yes, we've gone full circle. Okay, before we get, I, before I get into this next question, Ooh. I made it a point. Fern is filling the soundtrack. It's a good song. DJ yes. Sosa Sensation hey. is going in the back. Y'all can't hear it right now, but it's really hitting. So, I, I hinted at it earlier. When we were describing some of the beers, and we described caramelized, yes. uh, uh, how do you say, pumpkin, pumpkin textures, and at that moment it, it dawned on me that it's something that I I couldn't I couldn't end this podcast without talking about it, and we're nowhere near the end. But before we get into this next question, where I'm going to ask you guys, wait, so what comes after eats? No, that's pretty much it. You hear your outro music. Nowhere near the it. end, but we're on eats. No, because well, <laughs> there's still much more to talk when you it know, comes. You to can't food. lie to the viewership. No, because no. or the, the listenership. He's still gonna edit this, and you gotta realize we've been talking for two hours, Haven't and we? he's gonna edit it down to like fifteen minutes, 10 to minutes. like two hours. <laughs> yeah, this is I all mean, gold. You're so fucking bored. It's not even funny. Don't you listen to that man? Full face lie. The one missing salsa from this recording, Kula. Yeah, is. Okay, that's two. But the one that I've met oh, okay. is Mama Sosa. Yeah. Yep. And we're talking about caramelizing, baking, and putting together a hell of a dish. Mama Sosa is, is not- notorious, nefarious, that word was used earlier, yes. for her flan. 
Are that we mess. About? Yes. Oh, we had people. Wow. Nobody can make the flan no. like Mama no. Sosa. No, can. that's true. No. Yeah. Listen, R.I.P. Juanito, but I would have one ready to strangle a motherfucker for that flan. Yeah. Y la caramelo que se queda ahí abajo. Olvídate. Yo, Juan, you said it. Juan was not a violent dude at all, but I could see where if somebody challenges him for a slice of that flan that your mom makes. They would They're be a, meet their maker. There would be an altercation. There would be uh, what, what's the term? There would be uh, consequences and repercussions. Absolutely. When we're talking last slice, it's going twelve rounds at least. Yes, at twelve least. rounds. Stamina kicks in. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. At no. the very least. At the very. When you're least. talking that last slice. The one thing I will tell you, you know, R.I.P. My grandparents. Mama Sosa learned how to cook, and not from my grandparents. Your mama makes the best plant yeah. on this earth. Yeah, no matter what, that fun. Yeah, nobody can compete with that. Nope. I remember attending a birthday party. Might have been your 22nd, if not the 23rd, and and you knowing how much I enjoyed this flan, the moment that they went to go do the happy birthday, cut the cake, you were very adamant that I that I stayed. You're like, yo, Ed, <laughs> get by this flan. Yes. This this flan right here. This. It wasn't even the birthday cake. It was no. Otherwise, it's gonna go away. Nobody eats the birthday cake. The flan was off of the Not cut. Not when flan. No, the everybody goes for that birthday flan. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, eventually, I think I'm gonna have to make it like a supplemental um, uh, episode, or maybe not an episode, but just a quick story. If I could grab the story from Ma Dukes, talk to her, just so she could tell me the process of how she got into making flan and yeah. where it's brought today, and then make it as kind of like a... I don't even as know a director's cut. Front, no, bro. nobody does. We have to confer with nobody the, does. La Doña. She might have to kill but, you afterwards. Hey, just go ahead. But the podcast lives on. I will, I'm willing to it make... Does. Ryan, it you does. don't understand. I'm willing to make that sacrifice yeah. for the fact that I get this on audio. Anybody will sacrifice for Before she takes me out, I need to edit it. <laughs> no, but Carmen makes the best flan. Yeah. That is the one thing, no matter what, yeah. she makes the yeah. best flan. Okay, now that we're on desserts. and, and Oh, God, yes. Yes. Cannolis. Bye. My favorite. Ooh, where'd that come from? My oh, favorite. It's the... It's, Not the... La it's, it's, yeah. Wait, wait, cannolis. So that is a departure from a tad, from uh from Mexican food because Mexican is the food to go. But, but the dessert, Fern, you go you go cannolis. Italians. Yes, interesting. Gotcha. Where, where did that come from? Where was I, I growing up in New Jersey? Okay, it was a big influence. Pizza, cannolis, mm. and that was my big thing. For food, give me Mexican food any day of the week. For dessert, I want cannolis. Oh my God! I'll do anything for a cannoli. Have you found a decent cannoli here in South Florida? Have not. Okay. Have not. Anytime I used to, well, I used to travel a lot for business. Okay. Anytime I went up to New York, that would be my thing. Go eat cannoli. Make it a point to get a cannoli. Oh God, yes. Yeah. That I will say it probably won't compare to a New York cannoli, but Boca Raton, there's a spot called Cannoli Kitchen. Okay. Very good cannolis. Ryan, do you fuck with cannolis or is there something else? There's I something fuck with cannolis. I wouldn't necessarily name it my top, you know. What Being a resident of Hialeah, I'm going to have to go with the Cuatro Leche. Okay. You oh, know. Okay, that's, that's good. You that's take that you take that Tres Leche and you elevate it with yes. Dulce de Leche on top. A little cum? Dulce de Leche. Oh. Wrong Leche. <laughs> Bless you. Family friendly podcast here. 
kill edit that out. <laughs> We're talking about it. We're talking about it. We're already here. We're talking, talking about, about it. Baby. Cuatro leche. Cuatro you know, leche. you're talking three types of milk and dulce de leche on top. On top. Like, the, like if the three milks weren't enough. The milk is, I want to say it's leche condensada, mm-hmm. leche evaporada, standard milk, and then dulce de leche. That's your four right there. No, but a dulce de leche is leche condensada that's cooked. But that's the fourth leche. But it's not. It is, though. It is. It is. Hey, you know what? You don't live in Hialeah. I'm going to tell you right now, the best way to settle this is for the listener to go into the comments and let us know if Ryan is right or Fern is right. Y'all tune in. That's that's the whole question of the week. Dulce de leche, fourth leche, don't at me. And I don't think so. So what you got to do is bring us... A cuatro leches. So tell me, what's the fourth? <laughs> what's the fourth what leche? What's the fourth leche? I have no idea. Exactly, but, but I do. But it's not dulce de leche. It is actually. It is not. Yes, it is. That is no. Yeah, it is yeah, it not. is. Yeah, it is. How many kinds of milk are there really? Four. Dude, with dulce de leche. Milk no, it doesn't have like none of that. It doesn't have none of that. There is like it, so many goddamn. It doesn't have none now. of that. It doesn't have none of that. You think they have that in Cuba? They don't even know what a cashew is. Yeah, no. They don't know what hot spices are either. No, apparently. no they don't. Josh, the dessert, man, the one that calls your attention. Very, very easy. Very easy. Natia. 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 Break that down. What's Natia? I know you you, so you told me what it is. Natia is essentially like, almost like a pudding. It's okay. a custard. Yeah. It's a custard. It's a custard. Okay. That comes with vanilla wafers. Yeah. Inside. And the way very underrated. Very underrated. Underrated and unknown. So yeah. listen, anybody that's listening, go ahead and Google search Mathia because I yeah. guarantee you it will change your fucking life. It's a vanilla cinnamon custard yes. with vanilla wafers in it. Very Natia. good. Natia is where it's at. I guarantee you, listen, the whole cuatro leche and all that talk has nothing <laughs> you to do with yeah. Hey, like, you're the one that used to love for his, when we went to Costa Rica, for his, like, teenage birthday thing. Yeah, yeah. His first beer. Yeah, yeah. His first beer. Exactly. So we went and we got him, like, a, a cake with a tres... Uh, what do you call that? Dulce leche inside. Okay. The fourth leche. We bought leche. that at the supermarket in Costa Rica, blah, blah, blah. And we were leaving the next day. So we cut the cake, blah, blah, blah. This little bitch, my son that I adore, but he was crying so hard because he wanted to bring the fucking cake with him. And we're like, no, we cannot bring the cake back to the U.S. They do not let you. Yeah, that would be an issue at customs. Right. Absolutely. And he was hysterical because he wanted that cake. It was a good cake, Ed. The only place we exposed the family like that. That's a part from my Natia. Natia. Yeah. Natia yeah. is where it's at. You know, the older you get, the taste buds go maturing, you know? They and, do, and, and they do, and, and they really changes. do. That's I'm, true. I'm glad, I'm glad to know, and I'm sure the listener is also glad to learn, that there is, there is a reason for Nilla Wafers to exist. There is. Yeah. And that's it. And, yeah. it's, sole, that's it. and it's solely to be put in Natia. That's it. Natia. And the more Nilla Wafers, the fucking better. If you ever see somebody buying Nilla Wafers at the store, you know that make ask, them, yeah, yeah. ask them for some of that Natia. Ask them for some of that Natia. You person home immediately. Because nobody eats them out the box. Nobody eats them out the box. Do they even make those anymore? Of course. Absolutely. What do you think Nika does when she makes the nuts? But those are the leftovers. No, not for me. I get especially cooked, baby. 
Vanilla you think wafers, she has like a stockpile the, uh, of Nella wafers? Not the uh, bro. In not the shed the, outside, it's that's just all I gotta say. Not vintage the, uh. Nella wafers. You know? And for the English listeners, Nathia is spelled N-A-T-I-L-L-A. Yes, beautiful. Custard. Real, real quick, top to bottom, something something you you don't enjoy at all. A food that you can live without. Ryan. Rice. Rice. We already covered that. Josh. Anything with mustard. Mustard. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. He does hate mushrooms. I do. No exceptions. No exceptions. And I don't understand why, because it's not like the mushroom has its own flavor. Yeah, they do. The mushroom adapts its flavor to whatever you're cooking it with. No, it tastes like dirt. Disagree. Disagree. God made dirt and dirt won't hurt. There it is. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to take the time and thank my guests. We'd the like whole Sosa clan. We'd like it's been a pleasure. For taking the time, sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. Bruise Beats, the letter N eats. If you want to follow me or keep up with me on Instagram, all right? Spotify, Google, Apple, any, any streaming platform that matters has the podcast on it. Show notes. You're going to tune in to Sensation. No, Sosa Sensation. Yeah, buddy. The notes are going to have all this information. Stay tuned. That rhymed. Stay tuned for that Bruise Beats and Eats exclusive beer. Yes. Woo! Coming soon. Coming soon to a store near yes, you. Yes, sir. Brewed with heart and love. And so many other things that can't be put into words. Yeah. Y'all already know. Bruce Beeson needs the podcast. Beer of choice. Alright, this is your boy Celsa speaking. We're at my house. Thank you guys for coming, first and foremost. Beer of choice. Now, you know, it started off with Budweiser before I knew what beer was. And then I dabbled in the brewing and realized what craft brew was and how magical it was. Because when you brew your own beer, you know, not only do you go from creating something out of nothing, you also, you know, gain like a second appreciation for it because you created that even if it's from a recipe kit or whatever the case is but craft beer of choice of mine i would have to say an ipa but not one that's too bitter because i ain't about that favorite artist favorite artist i came a long way i'm a little bit of a chameleon i changed a lot of colors i listen to hip-hop i could listen to jazz 
I listen to country, I hang with the best of them. Listen to salsa, Spanish, you know I gotta get in touch with my roots even though I sound country, so cubano, like I said, I said it. So I would have to say now I'm kind of like on Luke Combs, but growing up it was Young Jeezy. Fuck Gucci. Go to dish. Go to dish is anything that grandma or mama cooks. And you know, now that I live by myself as a bachelor, anything that anybody else cooks. 